Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the EdTech Chat Podcast with Craig Kemp, taking the pulse of educators from all over the globe and bringing what you need every week. When you need answers, you go to the experts, created by an educator, for educators, and streaming to the world. When you're in need of inspiration or looking for your weekly hit of learning, the EdTech Chat Podcast is the place to come. Weekly discussions with educational experts, leaders and teachers, reviews of products for your classroom, prizes to be won, and much more. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode one of the EdTech Chat Podcast. I am your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm thrilled to have your support as I embark on the journey of sharing learning in audio form. I am a New Zealand-born educator with more than 15 years' experience in both public and private education as a teacher and leader in New Zealand, Australian, American, and IB curriculums and frameworks. Eight years ago, I moved to Singapore with my family, and we now call it home. I have two and six-year-old daughters, which gives me a unique perspective on the other side of the education fence. My last role in a school was in a large 3,200 student, 500 staff American International School as the head of educational technology and innovation, driving and upskilling the school community to integrate technology authentically and purposefully into learning while striving to always answer the why. In June of 2019, I left my school and started my own edtech consultancy company called Ignite EdTech, which allowed me to own my own schedule and open up my support mechanisms to schools from all over the world. It also allowed me to continue my passion for speaking and leading workshops with schools and organizations across the globe. My work now consists of three major areas. One, working with schools globally to support and successfully implement one-to-one device programs and rollouts. Two, leading edtech-focused professional learning in schools and running workshops and speaking at conferences. And three, now more and more, I'm working with edtech companies to advise and mentor them with their education entry strategy. From my experience as an edtech leader in a school, I know all too well the frustrations that are faced when companies come knocking on our doors trying to sell their products. I found my experience has allowed me to give advice to edtech companies to help them connect with schools more authentically to make a difference rather than to make a sale. Some of the edtech companies that I work with also utilize my services to help understand and enter the Asian market. I only work with companies that I believe in, companies that I would use in my classroom or schools that I work in because I want to be able to advocate honestly. In addition to this, Over the past five years, I've been consistently blogging at mrkempnz.com with hundreds of useful articles to help educators be successful and to share my experiences. In January this year, I realized, though, that I'd lost the passion for writing, and I stopped blogging consistently. Because of this drop of sharing, as a result, I also started tweeting and sharing less in my social circles, which in turn stopped my routine of learning. I needed a reboot and a podcast was what I needed. I enjoy talking and sharing, and needed an outlet. For two years prior to today, I had planned this podcast, but never followed through. I wanted a space for educators to listen and learn that was short, sweet, and to the point, and that you could engage with at a time that suits you, whether it's in the car, on public transport, between classes, or before you go to sleep at night. So here it is. 
the EdTech Chat podcast. After two years of planning and thinking, I've finally forced myself to follow through and challenge myself to do something new. What's your new something? What's your latest challenge? Think about this as you listen today, and feel free to share with me. The EdTech Chat podcast will be published every Friday morning Singapore time and will include interviews with leading experts, educators and EdTech companies, stories from my experience as a teacher and leader, advice and tips on how to authentically and purposefully integrate technology both at the classroom level and at the school level and there will be prizes to be won every week for those loyal subscribers and followers. Before we get to listen to the incredible Kath Murdoch talk about inquiry-based learning, her journey with technology, and her advice for educators, I wanted to briefly talk about something that constantly pops up in my social feeds, and a question I get asked all the time. The question is, what is the best way to approach the use of technology in a school setting? Is it integrated or standalone? My advice always starts with a question, and I encourage you to always do the same. I always ask why. What is your why for technology use in your situation? Simon Sinek says this best when he says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Before I can answer your question, I need to know your why. Is it to be more efficient, to help connect your students to the world, to help engage your learners, or to help them achieve greater success? The answer to this question helps inform critical strategic decision making. Every context and situation is different, and so our response is different. Many schools I work with have a dedicated technology syllabus as part of their curriculum that they need to ensure they teach, and others are open to making their own decisions. Most schools, though, are moving towards a more dedicated system of integrating technology into learning as a tool, just like you would a pen or a pencil, rather than a standalone subject. I see some benefit in the senior years in secondary school of computer labs and suites for specific subjects for teaching coding or design perhaps but I encourage schools to always think about their teachers expertise before embarking on any change teacher professional learning must always come first assess and build the capacity in your people before they can successfully embrace change If you have questions about your school's use of technology or would like to discuss how I can support you, please don't hesitate to contact me on craig at mrkempnz.com or via any of my social media channels. If you have questions that you want answered in this segment, please also reach out and I'll do my best to include it in an upcoming episode. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day, with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with someone who many of you know and look up to, Kath Murdoch. Let's have a listen. Today, I have the honour of speaking with the incredible Kath Murdoch. You might know her as the queen of inquiry-based learning, or at KJ Inquiry on Twitter. Kath and I have been connected for many years, and I'm constantly in awe of what she's able to achieve. Kath is an experienced teacher, writer, university lecturer, and popular consultant, working with schools globally. She has authored 15 books, including her bestseller, The Power of Inquiry. She is widely respected for her work in the field of inquiry-based learning, in which she has taught, researched, and published for over 30 years. 
Kath, it is an incredible pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk education and technology integration? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me, Craig. It's lovely to be here. It is an absolute pleasure. Let's get going. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Sure. Well, my current role hasn't changed much over the years. Uh, the, the phrase that I always use when I'm working with children is that I'm a teacher who teaches teachers about teaching. And uh, I've been that for quite some time. Specifically, my role continues to be to do all of that uh, very much in the field of inquiry-based learning. So I guess my official title is that I'm an education consultant uh, with a focus on inquiry-based learning. And as far as um, inspiration goes, uh, I, I'm constantly inspired by lots of things. I think one of the beautiful things about working as an educator and being particularly in my field of inquiry learning is that... Um, you're just never short of things that make you curious, um, whether it be uh, children, whether it be teachers, conversations that we have around the planning table, things that I read. I think I've got what Susan Engel describes as a hungry mind and uh, I think I chose a really great profession for my hungry mind. So, um, you know, 35 years later, I'm still fascinated by it and count myself really lucky. So what excites you about education today, Kath? Many things, uh, but probably the thing that I'm uh, currently really interested in, and it's what, I'm, it's what I'm writing about a lot at the moment, is I guess what I call that field of personal inquiry. So I've been involved in, in inquiry-based learning obviously for a long time but over the last sort of five six years we've seen a real growth in um, opportunities that teachers and I work mainly in primary schools but opportunities that teachers in primary schools are giving children to really uh, learn about the things that they are inspired by and that they are interested in um, this personalised inquiry, I think, is wonderful to see happening in schools. You know, for many children, it was, wasn't until the holidays or the weekends that they could explore the things that they love. And I'm just seeing more and more teachers understanding how children's passions can be the motivation for really powerful and deep learning. So I'm excited to see that happening right now in so many schools. I absolutely love that. And I think that's something uh, I've, I've been to actually a couple of your workshops a long time ago now when I lived back in New Zealand, probably 15 years ago or so. And, and one of the things that, that I picked up from my first year of teaching, actually about 15 years ago in one of your workshops in Dunedin. And one of the things I picked up was just that hunger to to get kids to learn and ask questions and try something new and, and really love the learning process. In relation to educational technology, and I guess where it fits with inquiry-based learning, what's your best advice for educators? There are absolute experts and gurus in education technology, and I'm not one of them. Although, I must say, over the last four weeks in this very different world that we're living in, I have surprised myself with my uh, technical prowess, 
Craig. And uh, boy, have I learned a lot. Um, so I feel a little more, a little better place to answer that question at the moment than I might have, say, you know, four or five weeks ago. But look, my advice is advice that, that, that you hear all over the place, but it's really important just to keep saying it. And that is ultimately, however fabulous technologies are, uh, in the end, we still need to place the pedagogy at the centre. So there's no point in using something just for the sake of it. We have to ask ourselves, well, what is it? What's the learning that we're really hoping to achieve here? And then is this the, the best tool for that learning? And sometimes it will be a digital tool um, and sometimes it won't be. You know, there are times when I've made a very uh, deliberate decision to say, I know I could use a digital online tool for the kids to generate their ideas, but I'm deliberately going to get out a big sheet of paper and some markers because it actually serves our learning purposes better to do it that way. So, I mean, that's not to say I'm not using those digital tools, I am, but I guess the point is if we just use them for the sake of using them, then we're missing the point. And what we want, the digital tools have to really amplify the learning purposes that we have. So be clear about the purposes first, place the pedagogy at the centre and then make the decision about the tools, whether they are... Um, you know, whether digital or not, um, I think that would be my advice. And the second thing, because it's so relevant to the situation right now, I had this exact conversation with some teachers today, is be brave, be willing to jump into what James Nottingham calls, you know, that beautiful metaphor, get in that learning pit and don't be afraid to be vulnerable and open because it's such a fantastic model for our kids if we're not um, we don't have we're not adept with with the technologies then show our kids how we learn and how we try to to grasp that and and how we build our learning muscles as Guy Claxton would say while we're doing that I'm seeing teachers do that everywhere at the moment and I think it's so great for kids to see um, so when it comes to the rapidly changing world of education technologies, um, rather than being overwhelmed and frightened by it, if you're in that camp, be open and jump in and learn and inquire. And uh, you're, then you're a great model for your kids and you'll surprise yourself. I think that's amazing advice. It really is. I think as an ed tech consultant, that's one of the things that I see all the time when I'm working with schools all over the world. And that's that there are a lot of teachers afraid to try. You're the best person really I can have on the show to to share that message. It's inquire, get in there, we go. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm a good person to say it because, you know, I can be that person. I mean, I've been teaching for a very long time. So I... I'm a bit of a dinosaur. I, I was, you know, I remember the big old computers that first came out and we were all so excited when we had our big Mac SEs or whatever they were, um, you know, in the office at school. Um, so I've gone from, you know, learning how what the hell an email was to where we are now and that is how old I am, Craig. It's frightening. But all, 
or, you know, you have to keep dealing with your fear of the new and your fear of the unknown. But, you know, we're seeing this kind of acceleration pushed by a real purpose. You know, teachers are amazing. They, what's the word everyone's been using? Pivot. You know, we've all had to pivot our practice and, and, really get come to to terms with that fear of technology if we have it and I'm seeing such beautiful inquiry and growth around it in myself and in so many teachers so yeah jump in get in the pit it's worth it I'm so, so pleased to hear that. And I think on that note as well, I'm a huge fan and believer of professional learning networks. And that's where I do a lot of my growing and my learning and my engaging and my boundary pushing. Where do you engage and who should we be connecting with online? Oh, wow. Um, well, I use I, – I thoroughly enjoy um, the professional learning networks that I have. I probably – I was gonna. I'm probably more of a producer than a consumer in a way. I, I mean, I use it as a real tool for my own um, consulting. But the, I use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my own blog, of course. Um, and I love that they're tools to express and connect um, with people. And they've, uh, yeah, I think. The best way to find out who I would recommend to follow would be to look at who I follow, you know, because um, there's so, so many. Um, but just using the hashtag inquiry or inquiry ed or inquiry mindset and uh, you just instantly are connected with an incredible community of people. I mean, it's, it, I think we can all now curate our own personal professional learning uh, through those uh, those platforms. It's amazing. And what's an ed-tech tool that you're using right now in your day-to-day work that you have to tell everyone about here today? <laughs> oh, God, I'm using the same tool that just about everybody is using at the moment. I'm Zooming. I'm Zooming all over the place at the moment. So that's the one that just comes to mind instantly um that i'm i'm actually finding really powerful for my work work with teachers um i was also introduced to another um tool that i have enjoyed playing with which you might know um canva you know one of the many tools where you can create some really lovely uh visuals and flyers and um i'm just playing around with that and being able to create something that looks a little less amateurish than some of the previous things that I've done. So, yeah, I I was actually just playing with that before I got online uh, with you. So I'm playing with Canva and uh, and Zooming just like everyone else is. Kath, learning... Learning is really important to me and learning is really important to just about every educator that I know. Can you recommend one book or one resource that you've been reading lately or investigating lately or just one of your all-time favourite resources? And tell us a little bit about why we should be exploring it. When I think of resources, um, I'm going to suggest one that a lot of people might know and it's, it's not really for professional learning, it's more for youth with children. But from an inquiry teacher's perspective, you cannot go past the beautiful site that is the kids should see this. Um, I subscribe to it every week. I get a juicy email with a 
a link to at least five amazing little clips and each one of them um, is gold. You know, whoever curates the site really does know how to find the very best. So the kids should see this is a resource if you're interested in stimulating curiosity and inquiry. I would highly recommend that. Um, I am loving the book at the moment. It was, it was, I think they're actually putting a second edition out, but another book that really is very dear to my heart is a book called Unearthing Why, um, Claire Britt and Jill McLaughlin's book, um, particularly for early years teachers, but it is the most elegantly written book and really goes to the heart of why an inquiry-based approach in the early years is so powerful. So that's that's a favourite. Um, but you know what? Sometimes I go back to some, I mean, I, I think the older I get, sometimes I feel like I'm turning into a bit of a grumpy old um, educator because I hear people talking about things as if they've discovered them for the first time and maybe that's just what happens as you get older but I really think it's important that we keep we, we keep looking back just to remind ourselves where some of the most extraordinary work that is around now has come from. So the other day I took off my bookshelf again the 1983 book by Donald Graves called Writing Teachers and Children at Work and it is still a stunning read. I've revisited Joan Dalton's book also from the 80s, Adventures in Thinking, um, which looked at amazing thinking tools and strategies. Um, uh, you know, there are others that I could talk about, but I think sometimes those really seminal texts um, from decades ago remind us that we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. So, so Kath, what's the best way for everyone who's listening here today to follow and connect with you? Any of those platforms that I mentioned before, um, probably if you go to the website, um, which is kathmurdoch.com.au, if you hop on the website, you'll see the links to the other things. Fantastic. And I can't thank you enough, Kath, for, for talking today, but also for the inspiration you've given to me and thousands of other educators all across the globe from the work that you do. And I hope that we get the opportunity very soon to see each other face to face. Thank you, Craig. And right back at you. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Kath. I'm always so inspired by Kath. And if you want to learn more, you can connect with her at kathmurdoch.com.au or any of her social media channels. Every week, I bring you prizes and giveaways as a thank you for tuning in, listening, and hopefully clicking subscribe in the EdTech Chat podcast. This week, Kath Murdoch has kindly donated some sets of her Art of Inquiry cards. This beautiful set of cards is designed to support teachers in their day-to-day -day interactions with students as inquirers. Teachers who understand the power of inquiry know that there is indeed an art to the pedagogy that drives it. Inquiry is a dynamic and interactive process involving questioning, designing, investigating, experimenting, analysing, reflecting and acting. To win a set of these amazing inquiry cards, you need to go to bit.ly slash edtechwin. That is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash edtechwin. 
E-D-T-E-C-H-W-I-N, all in lowercase, and answer the simple question. What is the name of Kath Murdoch's best-selling inquiry-focused book? Now, get to it. This competition closes next Wednesday, the 13th of May, and the winner will be contacted directly by me on Wednesday and announced on next Friday's podcast episode. Good luck and get to it. Thank you for being a part of my first ever podcast episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, please smash that subscribe button and share it with your colleagues, friends, and families. I appreciate all the support you've given me so far. Please share your favorite part of today's episode by tagging me on Twitter or Instagram at MrKempNZ. You can also connect with me on Facebook or LinkedIn. And please, Don't hesitate to ask me questions there so that I can answer them in an upcoming episode. Thank you, and see you again next week on the EdTech Chat Podcast. Thank you for listening to the EdTech Chat Podcast. Creating a community for educators to learn, share, and grow. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. And be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.